Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Soul Tribe. I'm Brandy Bolton. You're listening to Spirit Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And thank you for those reviews. It's really helping the podcast grow. So thank you. Today, buckle in, I have another guest, Karen from Care & Co. I will put all of her links in the show notes so you can check out what she has to offer. She is a medium, a Reiki practitioner, an Akashic Records reader, and she does past life regression. We talk about all those things and more. Here is my conversation with Karen. Thank you, Karen, so much for joining me. So great to be here. Thank you for having me. I've followed along on your Instagram for a while, and I think you've been a listener of Spirit Talk for a little while too. And I thought, oh, I saw the offerings that you have, and I really want to talk about all the things with you. First of all, I want to ask, when you first started out and awakening to your abilities, did you kind of want to try all the things? Like me, that's how I was. I was like, give me all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, to be perfectly honest, I I took a mediumship class in the summer of 2020 and I was told anyone could do it because I have no experience. Nothing happened to me when I was five or anything like this. Right. And so when someone said, it's just, it's almost like when someone shows you the possibilities it's, it's like, oh, really? And then your mind kind of opens up and you're like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Well, it worked. So here I am, someone with no experience told that you could do this. And so that's what I did. And I was practicing with that. And really the reason I took that class was to connect with my spirit guides, to see who they were. Could I really communicate with them? You know, that kind of thing. I've always felt even as a child, it's like somebody's really watching out for me because some shit really happened. You know, not terrible, but, you know, big accidents and things like that. It's like somebody's really watching out for me. To me, it was God, Jesus. I grew up Christian, that kind of thing. But it felt more like, I mean, angels are really, are there really angels taking care of me? That kind of thing. Life move on. Decades move on, right? Mm -hmm. And so the mediumship rolls around. I'm totally hooked on all those medium shows. I watch them all the time. My husband thinks I'm nuts, but I love them. And, and I'm like, you can't make this up. This has to be real. This has to be real. So that's what I did. I took the class. Sure enough, I connected. It was mind blowing. And uh, because I didn't have big expectations, like I said, but then I just continued practicing with that. And then I joined a membership group. And when I joined that membership group, there were so many, I thought it was just for mediumship, but there were so many things going on in there. I'm like, God, can I do that? How do you read psychically? What does that even mean? How's that different than reading mediumship, you know, mediumship wise? Mm -hmm. And so after a few months, I tried, you know, I talked to some friends in the circle and and I gave it a shot and I'm like, wow, this really works. It's like, oh, I'm going to try animal communication. I'm going to try this. I want to try. So yeah, totally opened up and 
I just feel like once you're in that energy and you find that energy and you believe in yourself and you trust spirit and you trust yourself, it it all seems, um, it's all really connected. It's all really connected. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel like what you were saying at the beginning there of, I don't have experience, but I'm going to go ahead and try mediumship. I feel like spirit puts breadcrumbs in our path. And one of those things is being interested. Your interests are a sign of what kind of avenue to go down. So, wow. Bravo to you for following the breadcrumbs. Can I ask a little bit about what kind of blew you away in your first connection? (laughs) Well, okay. So uh, at the very beginning, we did it with pictures. So we exchanged photographs or whatever, right? And this is all virtual. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is not in person. And so, you know, I'm kind of, I'm trying to connect and everything. And then I see images in my mind. And, you know, at the beginning, you just kind of feel like, am I making this up? Yeah. Constantly the inner dialogue. Am I making this up? Am I really seeing this? And when I looked at this photo and I could see this little grandmother and it felt like Philadelphia and Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, are you kidding me? Philadelphia? I can't. I mean, it's just like blew my mind, you know, things yeah. like that. Wow. And yeah. So crazy. So you got, I think early on that you need to use a combination of all the senses. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. really trust. That's the hard part, isn't it? I mean, that's the hard part. Isn't that <laughs> what everybody goes through when they are developing, moving past that little gremlin in your mind saying, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> you yes, can't do this. Yeah. And then That's it's the, who do you think you are? Yeah. Who do yeah. you think you are that you could do this? And you're, then you sit there and you go, I know. Who do I think I am? I'm just Karen. You know, it's like, no, get over it. You can do this. Everyone can do this. <sighs> right. And then the little hits and the green lights from your sitter or the people you're practicing with keeps you going, right? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. So what was the next thing that you tried out after mediumship? Did you go the Reiki route? Yep. So that's right. So I did with the medium in the middle. I She was in that uh, class that I took the summer of 2020. I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know a lot of stuff. And uh, so she was offering Reiki and I didn't know much about it. I knew it was about energy and I'm like all over that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, energy. What? How does this work? And I found out more about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so cool. But, you know, you can just like throw your hands out, and you know, energy force or whatever. But um, so I did that uh, Reiki level one. I waited about six months. I kept practicing with people and, you know, getting the feel for it. And then I went ahead the summer of 2021 and got my Reiki level two. Amazing. I love medium in the middle, too. For the listeners who don't know, she is uh, Stephanie. Yeah, she has a podcast and a Reiki business and is also a psychic medium. Actually, her podcast is what gave me courage to start my own too. Well, it had a little bit to do with it anyways. I'll give her a little credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> she seems great. like She's a fun. fantastic Reiki teacher. Yeah. It was really good. Really fun. A lot of information. You know, it goes pretty quick. It's just the weekend, like two days, five Mm -hmm. hours, whatever, six hours a day. Yeah. Um, And then and then it's you. It's all you. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the practice. You got to put in the hours. Right. And when you 
had been attuned to level one, were you like me where that self-healing period was just transformative? So good. So good. And um, yeah, and you could really, for me, it's like you could really feel this energy coming through your hands. And I'm telling my family, I'm going, my hands are on fire. They're buzzing, you know. And let me tell you the story. I was raking my daughter. This was in Reiki level one. And so I had her laying down, you know, I'm going across the body. And then I stood at the foot, uh, at her feet, like the the bottoms of her feet are facing me. And I'm, and I got tingles on the back of my head. Okay. This is brand new. I know nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I step aside and then I jump back in front of the bottom of her feet. And again, so it stopped when I moved when I, and it came back when I got back in front of the bottom of her feet. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, and then I started freaking out a little. I got, am I hurting you? It's not hurting me. It's just tingling my head. Is this normal? I'm going to call Stephanie. This is, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going on? But it's just that energy. And it was so crazy. It's like, this is for real, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like you say, is this for real? Am I really experiencing this? But I do believe that everybody speaks energy. And sometimes it's just having the permission slip to say, yes, this is okay. I do this too. Finding a little community that believes and knows this is something that's actually real. Yes, we can't really explain it in the 3D very well. But when you get that permission slip, things open up. Yes. Did you find that your psychic medium skills leveled up when you got Reiki? I was hoping I had my fingers crossed, but I'm going to say nothing like these stories that you hear. It's like, and then suddenly I could get contact spirit Um, because I was already doing it. So I was waiting for this up level, but for me, it didn't really happen. And even with Reiki level two, but I think with that said, I mean, it could be tiny shifts that I'm not even really aware of, you know, mm-hmm. but nothing spectacular happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had you gone the other way around and started Reiki right. first, you may have been opened up to your mediumship. So you told this little story on your Instagram about a gentleman that you worked with. Can you tell us listeners that little story? Yes. Yes. This is such a fun story. So I was doing Akashic Record reading for this guy and he was asking some questions. It was really good. And so at the end I was saying, maybe it might, maybe the energy might shift. Maybe I'm talking to your spirit guides now, but let's ask what kind of signs or symbols can this person see to know that you're really here spirit, that you're really with him. And the first thing that popped up was like a bird. I had a vision of a bird. And then I said, it's a bird, but it's more like an owl, more like a barn owl. It just kept progressing. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I guess we, I guess there's barn owls around here. So, so be on the lookout for an owl and be on the lookout for this and for this. So one was the number four. And the other thing was hearing the word guide on the radio. Wow. So those are kind of funny. So anyway, the next morning within, you know, 12 hours, this person texts and says, you're not going to believe what happened this morning. And I'm thinking, I'm sure he saw the number four and he's joking around with me. Oh, there was a number four on the, you know, joking around. Right, right. 
So he says, you're not going to believe it. I'm driving to work. And this owl swoops down. I see the white underbelly. He's like on the passenger window and then cuts in front of my windshield. Amazing. And I mean, I'm getting chills now. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he just wouldn't let it go. He's like, I can't believe this really happened because out of living in this area forever, nothing like that's ever happened. I'm like, oh, there's your guys. Your guys are with you. I could cry right now, Brandy. It's Mm -hmm. just so amazing. Well, when you hear somebody, I feel like he may have had a little skepticism. Is that fair to say? Very fair to say. Very fair. So you're witnessing somebody awaken to spirit by getting those signs. I could cry too. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. And I love to, well, I'm starting to have people share their everyday kind of psychic experiences. And for him, for that gentleman, that would have been a very good example of, you know, I was told I'm going to get these owls and I was open to it and it's a sign from my loved one. And then boom, it comes unmistakably. Unmistakably. Beautiful. So when you're doing Reiki for your clients, do you get messages coming in? Are you working psychically a little bit too? One time I intentionally did that. I was working with a friend of mine and I said, okay, I'm going to try this. But I found that to answer your question, no. But when I did intend to do that, it took a lot of effort to pay attention to that part Mm -hmm. instead of doing the Reiki itself. So after that, I, it's like, I'm just going to do Reiki. And if something pops up, it pops up. But otherwise, for me, not yet. Mm-hmm. Let's say not yet. Right. Okay. So you're keeping them separate because you do offer soul readings, mediumship readings, aside yeah. from Reiki anyways. So let's talk about the Kashik records. Yes. Why would somebody come to you to read Akashic records, what are they looking for? Are they asking specific questions? How does it work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Akashic records are like this energetic imprint of your soul. Past, present, future, you got to believe that there's reincarnation, that kind of thing. And so people can come and ask questions in the Akashic record. They can't be yes or no. They have to be open-ended, right? WH questions. And they can come in and they can literally ask anything Mm -hmm. about themselves. So things like business, what's happening in my business? What should I do? Let's just say that the guides aren't going to tell you, you should do this, but you could look at it pros and cons, Okay. If you follow this path, this could happen or that could happen, good or bad. If you follow this path, that kind of thing. Hmm. I've done it with same thing with meeting people, significant other, that kind of thing. I've done I've done a reading for a lady who wanted to ask about her son, her young child, and I said, "Well, let's reword it so it's it it's about you, not about him and how you could support your child." Mm-hmm with whatever she was asking about, right? So you can go ahead and tweak those questions and make it work for the Akashic. Yeah. Have you learned from the Akashic records? Have you gone into your own records? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm trying to keep up my practice of 
going every morning and asking some questions. So I have a place where I jot down because, you know, it's first thing in the morning before I go to work. So I'm like, oh, I got to get some questions to think of instead of doing it spur of the moment. So I have a place where I write down some good questions. And the thing about the Akashic, and it's for everyone, not just for reading for yourself, but the guides are very supportive and To me, they're not harsh. They're not here to put you down. They're here to be supportive and help guide you to be a better version of yourself, to Mm -hmm. be a better person, to help you move along this path here on earth. Yeah. Beautiful. Is there a way that you get into it? Are you going in trance state? Are you doing a specific prayer or how does that go? Yes, I do a prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was first learning, it was kind of a meditation and a visualization. So now I think after doing it for a while, that can be skipped. I do the prayer, it sets the intention, and then I visualize. I'm very spatial with mediumship, Akashic, soul reading everything, right? Everything's kind of laid out in front of me one way or the other. And so I say the prayer and then I envision your guides, whoever, the masters, teachers, loved ones, they have a space in my front, in front of me. And the funny, here's the funny thing about my, when I do that is that every time I, I do get into the Akashic records, I see the masters, teachers, loved ones at one o'clock in front of me. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm slightly above my head, but there's always, um, let's say a barrier. It's kind of like a, a channel of water or something like that. And it's so funny. I don't know if anybody else does this, but for me, there's always this break between us, between me and them. And it always seems like it's a little channel waterway kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. It's just what I see. Very interesting, though. That could represent the veil that you're kind of going in between. Ooh, love it. Does the Akashic Records, when you're in that space, does it have a distinct energy? Can you tell when you're in it? Does it always feel the same? Yeah, you can. And, you know, here's the thing. For me, it's not that I cross over. It's that they come a little closer to me, and then my clairs kick in, and I see or feel hear no things like that. But one time I was doing my own Akashic reading and I did cross over. Mm. I could cry thinking about it. And it was so sweet and so special. And they they took me somewhere. I'm telling you, I'm so bad when it comes to readings. Like, so what happened? <laughs> Thank God I'm writing these things down. But anyways, I did cross over and they took me somewhere and talked to me about something. And I'd have to look at my notes to remember. That was the one time that that I did cross cross over to the other side. That sounds crazy. Sounds like a song. <laughs> Very interesting. You just made me think of something. I was writing down all my reading experiences as well. Lately, I haven't been, but I think I will get back into. I think it is a really good practice because maybe next year I go back and look at what I've done this year and it gives me inspiration to move forward on certain things where I'm also very bad at remembering sometimes some things that I experience and I'm like, damn it, I wish I could remember this. But I just saw something and it really resonated. It was a breath worker who was talking about it. I don't know if it was on YouTube or I'll try to find that and post it. But he was saying that when you're really living in an intuitive flowing space, 
you do kind of get a crappy memory. And that kind of resonated because when you're in doing this work, you're working in these high energies and it's not really something that you're grounding in. I mean, we should try to ground as much as we can, but what he was saying about living intuitively and not having the best memory made sense because you're really in flow and you're not, you're not trying to pull from outside sources to make decisions. You're just going with life. You reminded me of that. I just thought I would share that. I'm glad you did because my memory's been so bad and now and now it's kind of look, it's menopause, right? Well, you have the kids, right? First you have right. the kids and your brain goes to mush. Then you hit menopause and you're like, I can't remember anything. Like that was different. And now it's like, I think I'm restarting to remember. I'm so excited. And then I do these readings and it's like, remember what you said? And I'm like, oh no, I don't remember. Which might be a good thing, right? When yeah. you're reading, it's like this is yours. This isn't mine. These are your kind of memories, your loved one's memories, that kind of thing. Yeah. And when you're in that space of channeling or reading a spirit or somebody's energy psychically, it isn't really ours. Is it, it isn't coming from within us. So exactly. it is very difficult to remember. I was just given kind of a gift by somebody. Last year, I had read for her and she asked for a reading just recently. And it was a beautiful reading. She had such a nice energy. So it was quite easy to read for her. And at the end, she said, Oh, can I go over some things from our last reading? I have the notes here. I was like, wow, okay. And she she went over like four points. She's like, you said this and this and this. And then it all happened. I was like, oh my goodness, that is the best gift I could have been given. Like as somebody who's practicing psychic mediumship, I was thrilled. I love that. Yeah, I even shared it with my husband. I'm like, and then she said, I said this. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he listened with open ears, but. He has a healthy skepticism himself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm looking and it says that you do past life regression discovery. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you do hypnosis? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I have a little ding, ding, ding moment here. We mentioned Stephanie from Medium in the Middle. Mm-hmm. She has an episode with her past life regression. Was mm-hmm. that you? Yeah. <gasps> I just loved that episode of hers. She did so good. You did so well. (laughs) Yeah. She just jumped right in. It's like I I I was hardly needed there. I mean, she did so amazing. Yeah. Well, you held the space and you had this like really soothing energy and and voice. I am just loving this connection. I had no (laughs) idea that was you. So talk a little bit about that. How did you get into that? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) You know, Dr. Brian Weiss wrote a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Yes. Fantastic book. Yes. Really good. It was 2015. How did I get word of his name? I, I cannot remember for the life of me, but in 2015, I heard about him and I bought that book. And then my family and I went to Portland and we went to this bookstore Powell's bookstore that has every book you could ever want. And I'm like, awesome. They had every book he had. I bought all of them. I read all of them. And then I coerced a couple of friends (laughs) to, (laughs) to practice with me. And I said, he says anybody can do it and it's not dangerous. 
And here's the script right here. All you have to do is read it. Mm -hmm. So me and my friends have been practicing all this time. We did the past lives and then we did meet your spirit guide kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, that's how, that's what got me started with this whole spirit guide thing. Okay. And so we did that and then the mediumship came around and I thought, oh, I can't, I can't offer anything like past life regression because that's not really talking to spirit. Now is it? But everybody loves it. Everybody loves the idea. It's really fun. I think it's really fun to do it. The places people visit and the, the lessons learned, uh, the relatives that they may have been in a past life with, this, these blocks that you might carry with you or or things like that. I think it's empowering, eye-opening for the client, for the sitter. Mm. So does he have a book teaching you how to do it or just videos or through several books? I can't remember if it was that. The Actually, it wasn't Many Lives, Many Masters. It, it's another book and I have it right here. And um, oh. he has a script in the back. He goes, and here's the script you can do. Oh. And you just read it and just take your time and go slow. And, and that's what I did. And I've watched him on YouTube a couple of times trying to do it myself, which is kind of hard when it's pre-recorded because I myself, I need extra time to get to that level of relaxation to get in there. So when my friends and I were doing it and my friend was hypnotizing me, okay, now you're doing this. And I go, okay, wait, back it up. Let's go back a couple steps because mm-hmm. I'm not quite there yet, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody's a little different. Do you meditate? I, if I do <laughs> meditate, the best way to meditate for me is guided meditation. Uh-huh. I like someone to talk me through it. My mind is so busy and gets off topic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yes. I do sit in the power with the membership group I'm in. And, and when I do it myself, it lasts about three to five minutes. And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, oh, I got to focus again, or I'm ready to walk away. You know, it's, it's hard. That's why I like guided meditations and, and, and in group. fact, my, in a group or just listening to one, mm-hmm. just listening to one. In fact, I, I'm hoping to record some mm-hmm. and then I can just listen to it or, or share it with people. And yeah. I'm very much guided to do that as well. I love to sit in the power and I feel like there's something really special about sitting in the power with other people. Oh yeah, that's the exactly, and that yeah, sitting in the power with other people. Wow, it is amazing. And you know, afterward, let me just share a couple stories that have happened with the sitting in the power. Let's say there's there's more than ten of us, okay. And when we come back, you know, the instructor's like, "What did you see? Anything? Did you?" hear anything or something. And a couple of times, the majority of the group saw the same color. Yep. I was just <laughs> going to say same colors come through. Yep. Same colors come through. I remember one time also was that sitting in the power for some reason, this wasn't like an option or, or given to us. I, you know, halfway through, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm opening my eyes and I'm just going to journal. And that was the first time I had done that. And uh, so it was over and the, the instructor's like, okay, what happened with you today? And someone said, oh, I journaled. And I'm like, what? So did I. This is wow. the first time I did it. So crazy how just that energy, you know, yeah. the, you know, people are kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. Well, we are experiencing the same collective energy. 
and reading into that. Beautiful. I've had very similar experiences. I love that. I have a schedule to sit in the power with a friend. Actually, I've had her on the podcast, Jenny Miller. Um, Mm -hmm. We're like, hey, we should sit in the power together. Let's do that. We're going to do that next week. So I love that you have a group. That's awesome. About uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. I also read that book, loved it, and became kind of obsessed with the concept of regression and probably will go down that road and really learn that myself as well. I have um, quantum healing hypnosis therapy, QHHT session coming up. Uh, Dolores Cannon trained the woman that I'm going to. I'm very excited for it. But yes, I did um, discover Dr. Brian Weiss's videos on YouTube, I guess, after I read that book. And I did try one of his regression things. And I was able to get my own past life. I just tried it once or twice. I'm really wanting to have somebody do it for me. Maybe I'll hook up (laughs) with you and have you help me out with that. But yeah, just for the listeners, it's totally possible. You can do these things. And you're right. I too needed to be very relaxed first before I even went into the start of his YouTube regression. Yeah. Yeah. I just laid there and and meditated for like a good 15 minutes before I hit play. And I did it when I was not going to fall asleep. (laughs) That is a good point to do it in the morning once you're well rested or something. So you're not just snoozing. (laughs) Right. Right. You mentioned books, so I'll ask you, do you have a a favorite book or one you're reading right now or something you can suggest to the listeners? Oh, I just, oh boy, I don't want to forget the name. It's called, oh boy, it's an energy book, Hands of Light, Barbara Brennan. Hands of Light. Yeah, Hands of Light. I just got it. And with this whole Reiki and energy thing that I just love so much, people, so many people have recommended it. So I'm just starting it and I, and I'm really looking forward to it. It seems it's more energy, not specific to Reiki. I guess Mm -hmm. I should say that. Yeah. I just only read like the first two paragraphs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading a book right now too. I'm very excited about, I've only read the first two pages. (laughs) I just started it yesterday, but it's called Opening to Channel. I think it's from the 70s. I got a big stack of books from somebody. They thought of me when they found a bunch of spiritual books in a house they were clearing out. I was like, oh man, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to go through the stack. I'm not the <laughs> quickest reader. but So I do find that this journey of developing our own spiritual abilities really is also about healing ourselves and doing our own shadow work. And you can only really get to a certain level and then something will come up for healing within ourself. And once we go through that, then we can get to a new level of our mediumship or Reiki or psychic reading or Akashic record reading. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And that's what I learned with the class classes I've taken that in order to move up, level up with connection, with anything, you really have to heal yourself. 
You have to look at yourself. It's hard. It can be hard. It's not easy. Okay. Who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um, and it makes me want to share a story. I did a hypnosis session with a lady online. What made me want to do it is because I was talking to my kids about my stepfather, who I hated adamantly. And I mean, it's, he's been dead for years and yet I'm around the kitchen table talking about him and losing my effing mind. Hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Why can't I, I thought I forgave him. What's going on? I did this hypnosis session with this lady. And after that, I'm so indifferent. I just feel like, you know, this is whatever, it, what, whatever, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh. And I waited a week. I waited two weeks. I waited, a, you know, it's like, I still felt, well, you know, I learned some lessons and life moves on, you know, you kind of added release really did. Wow. And it was amazing. So once that was gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, there's something else, right? There's right. always something else to improve yourself, to acknowledge, just acknowledge that, it, that there's this thing you've got to get through and how are you going to get through it? Yeah. Peeling back the layers. Exactly. Yeah. Did this hypnosis session, did she take you into your own life or into past lives or... Yeah, it was just in my own life. From what I remember of it, it was just to talk with him and cuss him out. Isn't that awful? Mm. No, it's not awful. It was awesome. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) And it really did release. It really, really did release. It was amazing. Yeah. There's all kinds of therapy and sometimes it comes in the form of woo woo. What people would call woo-woo. I call it real, real shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You said you're using your clairs and discovering your clairs. How did you learn to tap into your clairs or did you discover what clairs were strongest at first? Yeah. So for me, my strongest would be uh, visual. And I've always Mm -hmm. been pretty visual you know, seeing things in your mind's eye, you know, back in school, it's like, I remember the page and I know exactly what paragraph on the left-hand side on this page, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with the, with the Claire's, I could definitely see. And then the knowing the Claire cognizant where you just, you just kind of know, you Mm -hmm. just know things, right? Those two. And then Claire, oh, and Claire sentient. Yeah. Totally Claire sentient. Yeah, yeah, you're a big feeler too. Yeah, big time. And so much so that when I do mediumship readings, like I'll break down and start crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, just give me a second. This will pass, you know. And once the reading's over, it's like, boom, nothing happened, you know. So it's definitely feeling from spirit. Yeah. Once I started doing Akashic Record reading, Claire Audient came in and I wow. was so excited and I can hear things, um, maybe not full sentences, but words. And it's just, you know, Brandy, the whole thing about these clairs and readings and mediumship, everything is so subtle. You have to be so, I don't know if relaxed is the right word to say, but so in tune. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but you have to be very aware because everything is so subtle. You would miss it. With the way that I run around every day, I'm not 
but you know, it's you wouldn't, I mean, I really have to sit down and really focus. And that's just me because some people walk around all day and they're just bombarded by energy, you know, and they have to put up these walls and barriers. So other people's energies don't bother them. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen to me. It does with certain people, but I really have to focus when it comes to readings, uh, Akashic records, mediumship, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is this fine line of being very passive, but also active. So you're trying to call them in and you're trying to reach the levels that you need to, but yet you have to be so neutral at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wait for it to come in, but it is a two way street. Yeah. So I totally get the kind of state that you're talking about. I used to be bombarded by energy. (laughs) I've just learned to have energetic boundaries because it was overwhelming now, I don't walk yeah. through the su- grocery store and just feel everybody's crap hitting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't, yeah, that doesn't normally happen to me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> What's your astrological sign? Taurus. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I'm just not, I just cannot quite get into astrology, but I do know I'm a Taurus with, um, Scorpio, moon, and rising. Ooh. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I'm no astrologer, but I love the earth-water combination. Yeah, seems super powerful. And people with Scorpio placements are often very psychic. And so for you to have that in your big three, wow. Okay. Makes sense. Your Scorpio rising, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really loved talking with you, Karen. How can people find you? Where do they go to work with you? Check out your Instagram. I will link everything in the show notes for people. Thank you. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram and I'm at care and co. So it's K-A-R-E dot and dot C-O. Great. And from there, there's a, a link in the bio. It's like a joke. Link in bio. Yeah. <laughs> there's a link in my bio. Link in bio. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll send you off to like a landing page, a sales page that links up to my calendar and all my offerings. Amazing. People yeah. are lucky to work with you. I just oh, love your spirit you. and how you really are going for it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm excited. The next big thing that I'm really diving into is I want to do a retreat this fall. Yeah. So I am planning on doing it locally. I'm in Utah. So the retreat is essentially going to be, it'll be for people who want to do a deep self-care. So, you know, like self-cares, get your nails done, take a salt bath. But my, my self-care is deep self-care and it's really getting in tune in touch with your guides and communicating both ways, not just talking with them, but hearing them as well through meditation, through Akashic records, through all sorts of things. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is it going to be a day or over a couple days? Yeah. It'll be a weekend. A weekend. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds yeah. like my kind of weekend. Yeah. Listeners, it's gonna if be you're so in fun. the, you said Utah? Yeah. If you're in the Utah area, make sure you're watching out for Karen's retreat. And then I, I can I plug this? I, yes, I don't please. Know. You can always edit this out. So I've been 
invited to present at a retreat in Palisade, Colorado with my friend, The Medium Experience, and it's called Jawa. I could be totally killing that. <laughs> it's French. It's a French word. Yes. And it's French for IC. And her weekend is in Palisade, Colorado, outside of Grand Junction in this beautiful vineyard, or I guess winery, you would say. And um, so I'll be presenting Akashic Records there. I'm so excited. And um, that you can find more information on on my um Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. That is so exciting. I love that for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And collaborations are always so much fun. Yeah. Oh, Everybody's guys. dying to get out of the house, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And you and I are in the natural immunity club now. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. Karen and I have both just gotten over COVID. So I know. we have My them antibodies. Yeah. <laughs> well, Karen, thanks so much. Thank you, Brandy. This has been really fun. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye.